So let's jump into this word. Y'all know I got this lapel mic, so I'm going to be real calm today. All right? We're going we're gonna to come back for the Christmas. Or, yeah. Be real calm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Real word of faith today. <laughs> Amen. So listen, we've been in this series uh, called Detox. I think we're on part 49 or something like that. <laughs> Have you been blessed by the series? Okay. So I want to insert my part as we uh, talk about this uh, detox. And on last Sunday, Pastor was talking about uh, followership and being a follower of Christ. And then it made me think that, uh, made me think about how we look at the word follower, right? Uh, and there's a difference. I'm going to just jump right in this. There's a difference between being a follower and being a fan, okay? That, that's not what I'm going to talk about, but I want to I I throw that in here real quick. Let me, let me pull this up real quick. There's a difference between being a follower and a fan. A follower is... A follower is an adherent or devout of a particular person, right? Uh, it's a person who moves or travels behind someone or something. A follower, watch this, is an assistant, an attendant, a companion, a disciple, a supporter, a defender, a believer, right? Uh, uh, a follower. Now, a fan, a fan is an an enthusiastic admirer. It's a person who has a strong interest in another person. And so we got people that follow Christ, but then we have followers of Christ. Y'all know social media, we, we, we determine how popular you are by how many followers you got. But just because I follow you don't mean I follow you. Uh-huh. See, I can follow you and click like when you when you at the show with your family or, or click like when you got your outfit on, but that don't mean I follow you. you. You understand what I'm saying? And so so fans, there's a difference. Fans know God. Followers have a relationship with God. Okay? I'm just I wanted to just kind of hit this from last Sunday, and then I'll pick up where I need to pick up. Fans, fans admire God. Followers believe in God. Okay? Fans, fans, watch this. Fans make minor changes for God. Just, you know, I, 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 like, I like them. I'm a follower, so I may make an adjustment, right? But followers make sacrifices for God, okay? Fan, a fan, a fan carry on with their original carnal mindset, and they do what they want to do even though they're following. But followers transform their minds to be like the one that they're following, okay? Fans... Fans stick around to get benefits. You, you're going to stick around to see what you can get. But followers understand that following Christ is the benefit. Now, here's the deal. The, the key, the real key to fellowship, and, and, and I'm going to use a word today that we really don't like in church. It's almost taboo. But in order to have true fellowship, there has to be submission. Submission, Pastor Rob, is one of those words that's kind of taboo in the church. It's like when you say submission, everybody kind of get tight. Two things in church that I found out that people get tight on. One word is submission. The other word is offering. When you start talking about offering, they, uh. When you talk about submission, uh. But I want to talk about submission from a different perspective. I want to talk about submission from his 
perspective. His perspective is, is Jesus, right? We want to talk about submission from his perspective. We talk about submission from everybody else's perspective, and we got our own thoughts and our own uh, theories about submission. But I want to talk, as we continue to detox, I want to talk about submission from his perspective. That's the topic. If you're taking notes, write this down. Submission from his perspective. Him being Jesus, right? Who is he? Okay, y'all got to be a good class today. I got the lapel mic on, okay? Who is he? Okay, we're talking about submission from whose perspective? Okay, okay, I want to make sure y'all understand that. Now, a subtopic, and I want y'all to be cool, don't get too excited. The subtopic is elevation through submission. Elevation through submission, right? Submission from his perspective, hashtag (laughs) elevation through submission. Okay, now, when I talk about elevation, uh, I'm not just talking about elevation from the perspective of promotion, of position, or coming up or anything like that, but we're talking about elevation from a place of being raised up, right, or leveling up. Or going to another level. Elevating as it pertains to lifting or coming up to another place in thought. Right? Elevation in your peace. Elevation in your faith. Elevation in your love, your relationship, your finances. Elevation in your joy. Anybody need any elevation in in those areas? Okay. Elevation in your peace of mind. So I want to talk about that perspective of elevation. Now I believe that we are in a time where elevation is not coming But elevation is here, right? Elevation is here. But in order for us to receive what God is doing pertaining our elevation, we have to learn another perspective of submission. We don't don't like that word, right? So whenever we talk about this word, it it oftentimes takes us back to slavery and and somebody being in charge of us and somebody being a boss and somebody being over me. And y'all know how we get. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do, you know. No, don't act, don't act like, <laughs> don't act like you ain't never swelled up at your boss on the inside. Who she thinks she talking to? You don't tell me. I'm a grown man. We look, <laughs> we, we, we look at that as a slave term that leads to oppression, especially with us. You, you know what I mean? We, we, we think of submission as a slave term. Somebody, somebody is our master, right? We don't really like the word submit or submission. And watch this, thanks to the different world's perspectives and the world views about, about, about submission, there, there are a lot of rebellious undertones and there are a lot of people that, that say different things about submission. And as followers, we have to, to think of submission as, uh, we can't think of submission as oppression and we refuse to get clarity on it. We, we really ain't really dealt with it. And so today I want to deal with submission. Somebody say submission. It's okay. You said it. Now you can exhale and relax. One of the reasons why the church has not been clear on what submission is, for I'll give you three reasons why. Why are we not clear about submission? Number one, we're not clear because of immature and abusive leaders. Now, I can talk about this because I've been in leadership a long time. And I've been exposed to a lot of leaders. I know a lot of people who are in leadership and they're immature and or abusive. Therefore, they use submission 
in a dogmatic way, right? They take advantage of you. And so that, that's one reason why we're not clear about submission. The other reason is uh, because of manipulative circles and surroundings. Manipulative circles and surroundings. You're around people that speak against submitting. That's why they're not where you are. Why are you going down to that church every Sunday listening to that dude? He's just a man. He put on his pants just like I put on my pants. Y'all, y'all done heard that before. And so it taints our minds about submission. Another reason is because of false perception that's fueled by the enemy. Some of y'all have been letting the enemy minister to you concerning submission. When it comes time to submit, here come the enemy. You ain't got to do all that. Who he think he is? Who she thinks she is? And watch this. I'm not even talking about submission from a perspective of a person. I'm just talking about submitting to God. Because watch this. If there is no understanding of submission to God, you can't serve or submit to your boss or your pastor or your leader or the mayor or the president. Because you have, oh, y'all got real quiet. Because there is no clarity, there is no understanding of the word submission. And so if we're going to submit and be elevated as a result of submission, we have to understand submitting to God the Father. We got detox. This detox, right? Detox. You, you can't submit to your husband because you don't submit to the God. You can't, you can't submit to your boss because you don't submit to God. You, you have, no, you have no, 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 perceptive, no perception on submission. Because you don't submit to God. However, believe it or not, submission has very, to, very little to do with people, and it has everything to do with you and the Father. Everything to do. I remember serving. I've been in ministry uh, 25 years, I think. And I've always understood serving, even though I didn't understand serving. Right? I understood submission, but I didn't understand submission. All I knew was, this is what I feel led to do, right? I ain't got time to give you, uh, uh, I don't have time to give you my life story. I can't give you a dissertation of Pastor Torn. I can't do that. But just know I've been in ministry 25 years, and I've always had a submissive heart. As a matter of fact, Pastor Rob is here. At my first sermon, he gets on the mic to give me words of encouragement, and he says, uh, the best thing you can do is serve the pastor. And I'm thinking, dude, you couldn't give me no better words than that? Like, you couldn't tell me prepare for the harvest, uh, uh, increase is coming, none of that. And so here's the deal, here's the deal. The, the pastor at the time, he was, he was, uh, he was not as receptive to, to being served. Like now, you know, you, everybody want to serve the man of God. You know, I want to carry his Bible and I want to give him water and wipe his sweat. Listen, get out of that. Pastor that I served, he was like, don't touch my Bible. Don't help me out the car. Don't do all of that. I'm good. Because he didn't understand what I understood. The, the submission or submitting to him had very little to do with him. It had everything to do with me. And so once you understand that your level of submission is more beneficial to you than the one you're submitting to, you'll be able to be elevated. Submission. Submission. It's not about... It's not about you doing the things the way you want to do them, but it's about coming under, right? It's about coming under. Okay, the word submit. Okay, let me get there. The word submit, let me help you guys. The word submit, watch this, means to place under. 
It means to be submerged. It means to be covered, to plunge under or engulfed, uh, to submerge. I remember when I learned about real baptism, they said when you get baptized, you got to go all the way in. You got to be submerged. You got to be fully engulfed. So watch this. When you submit, it means to be placed under or to be submerged. Many people think that the word submit means I got to do whatever you say. That's a part of it. Yeah. If, if, if Paul says it like this, follow me as I follow Christ, which means if I'm following Christ and I'm doing what he says do, you might need to do what I say do. But the fact that we got so many options and we got so many, we got so many other perspectives and stuff, and, 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 too many options. And so when somebody tells you to do something who's over you, you want to question it because you got other options. Okay. It's about coming under or being submerged under another authority other than yourself. Okay. So in Matthew chapter four, go there. Let's do a little Bible. I'm going to do a little work and we're going to pray and we're going to give God another yes today. Because some of us think we're submitted, but we're really not submitted. We're just participating. We're just participating in this thing called church. We come to church. We greet the neighbors. We smile. Every now and then you wave your hand. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel good. Sometimes you don't. But you go through your regular routine because this is what I'm supposed to do when I come to church. That's not submission. Matthew chapter 4 verse 18 through 22. Right? It talks about, and I'm just going to paraphrase. If you read it, we talked about it last week. Jesus comes, he sees them, they're, they're fishing, right? And he calls them, he says, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men, okay? And then it goes down to another verse, and he sees two more disciples. He says, y'all come on, follow me, and uh, I'll make you fishers of men. Both scenarios, uh, they were professional fishermen. The Bible says immediately they stopped what they were doing to follow him. And then the next verse says they stopped what they were doing. They left their livelihood and their father and they followed him. The disciples made a choice. Listen at this, because whenever you're going to be submitted to something, it's a choice. Nobody can make you submit. You got to do it on your own. Okay. The disciples made the choice to leave their profession and their father, watch this, to come under another authority, okay? Uh, it don't mean that they disrespecting their father. It doesn't mean that their father is no longer their father. It just means that they're being submitted uh, uh, under another authority. Many times, uh, we want the benefits for God, from God, without the coming under the authority of God. There has to be a coming under whenever there's submission, I know this is uncomfortable because we're living in a time now where people don't want nobody to tell them nothing. You want to do what you want to do. This is my life. I'm doing me. 2022, I'm coming up. Watch this. There is no coming up without coming under. Y'all don't want to hear that. Some of y'all got mad. It's all right. It's all good. I'm from the west side. You ain't going to do nothing to me. You cannot come up until you come under. The best example of submission would be the life of Christ. Christ was fully submitted to the Father. John chapter 1, verse 14. It says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. 
the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Watch this. The Father never forced him to become flesh and dwell among us. Jesus understood the assignment. He made the choice to enter the fallen world, to lay down his life on the cross so that God could save the world through him. He was submitted. <laughs> he made the choice to place himself under the authority of the Father while in the flesh, and he was not just submitted to the Father, but he was also submitted to the assignment. I know this, we don't talk about this type of stuff, and it's cool. Uh, I don't preach in my mama's basement by myself with just the mirror, so I don't need a whole lot of amens, right? And I chose to have on a lapel so I won't have to holler and stuff. Submission. This is, this is very important because Jesus made the choice. But you got to understand, uh, the first assignment that was given to Adam, he failed it because of lack of submission. All he had to do was follow or submit to the instructions of God. When you submit to the Father, you're able to do what you're supposed to do. I'm supposed to subdue the earth, right? I'm supposed to take care of it, name the animals. He was in charge. He was the man. He ain't even had no boss but God. But he was not able to stay submitted. Therefore, he forfeited everything that God had. How many times have you forfeited elevation because of your inability to submit. Oh, uh, 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 you know, many of us work jobs, right? And, you know, when they, when they say you up for promotion, uh, what they do is they, they, they look at your track record. And they look at uh, your attendance. They look at your attitude. And they look at how many assignments you were giving that were completed. If you're not completing the assignments, there's a good chance that you don't get the promotion. <laughs> That's why it's important. I, I, like, I like mob movies, right? I'm a mob guy. And whenever you become a made man, right, uh -huh, they, they, they check your track record. How many times we tell you to do something, you follow through it. You executed whatever the instructions were. And so because of your ability to submit to the organization, we're going to make you a made man. Uh, so, so, so as it is in the kingdom, if you're able to be promoted, God looks at your track record. And so he says, how many times did I tell him to do certain things and he failed to submit? And you're wondering why you have not been promoted yet. Submission. Yeah, I'm talking good. Y'all ain't got to say amen. I, I, I hear my brother Cargo saying, you understand. <laughs> so so let's, let's jump into this. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. The foundation of the ministry of Jesus, because we're talking about submission from his perspective. Y'all thought I forgot where I was? No, I'm a little more sharper than that now. Y'all got to give me some credit now. The foundation of, of the ministry of Jesus was his submission. It was his ability to submit to the Father, his ability to submit to the assignment. And so in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 9, let's look at it in the New King James Version. I want you to... Yeah, okay. I want you to, to, to consider this. Paul writes to the church of Philippi, and he gives some very important 
attributes about Jesus as it pertains to submission. I want to share these with you. I give you some points. We'll pray and we'll get out of here. How about that? Because I am a follower of Christ, I have to consider submission from his perspective. Okay. So Paul writes, he starts off in verse 5. And if you are going to understand the foundation of submission, you got to really understand this. I was studying this, and I read this over and over and over again, and it made me understand how submitted Jesus Christ was. And if I'm a follower of Christ and he was submitted, guess what? I got Yeah, you could say it. Say, I got to be committed. Y'all was like, I got to be Yeah, you got to be submitted. So Paul says this. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So the first thing you got to know is, if you're going to understand submission from his perspective, you got to know that his mind and his attitude was always pointed towards God. If you're going to submit, your mind and your attitude must point towards God. I ain't going to be long. I'm almost done. One of the hardest things to do, or the reasons why submission is hard to do, is because, because your mind and your attitude is not pointed towards God. I know this is very challenging, but you're going to be all right. Tonight, we're going to sing, and we're going to dance, and we're going to have a good time. Praise God. But today, God's going to deal with you. <laughs> Submission from his perspective. So his attitude and his mind was always pointed towards God. Verse 6, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God? Being in the form of God, but not being equal with him, Jesus understood his position. So the second thing is, if you're going to have, if you're going to understand submission from his perspective, you got to understand your position. Stay in your lane. What we do is, watch this, instead of submitting to the will of God, we always try to help God out. Oh, you taking too long, God. I'm going to just do it myself. But when you fail at what you were supposed to wait for God for, you get mad at God. God, you got me out here. God said, I ain't tell you to go. (laughs) Understand your position. Your position is to come under. Everything, I want to do an analogy, right? Everything that you're doing as it pertains to submission has to line up, right? You submit to the Father, therefore whoever is is being led, uh, uh, who's leading as a result of the Father, that's who you follow. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, okay, something like that. So God says, I need you to, to, to understand your position, you're under me. And so Christ submits to the Father, we submit to Christ. Everything has to line up in order for us to be elevated. Can I show you what that looks like? Okay, Foster, you got your nice white crisp. That shirt is crisp. Fresh out the cleaner. Stand right here. Floyd, come up here real quick. Come up here real quick. Matter of fact, you stand over here. I want y'all to see this. Now I need you up here. Every time I do an analogy, Stacy Floyd is always God. Stand right here. Yeah, 
right here. This is God. I want to show y'all this. Submission means to come on under. So when I submit to God, I have to submit to Jesus, right? In order for me to get elevation, I have to see God right. If I see God right, I see the Lord right. Moms, no, not moms. You feel like moving? Okay, well, come on here. So, mom, watch this. She's the voice of God on earth in my life. Boy, y'all ain't said nothing in here. So, watch this. Stand right there. In order for me to be elevated, I have to understand, have to submit to God. Jesus Christ is submitted. Then I have the voice of the Lord on earth for me. In order for me to be elevated, I have to make sure that everything is in alignment. Right? So if I see God but I don't see Christ, I'm out of alignment. If I see God and don't see the voice of God on earth, I'm out of alignment. I'm forfeiting my elevation. And so what I have to do is I have to, number two, understand my position. So my position is here. And in order for me to be elevated, I got to see God right. Come here, Elder. God aligns up because he's following, turn, look at me. He's following the Father. And then the voice of God on earth in my life is in line. Everything that I need to be elevated has to be. Watch this. But what happens with us? We can't see our man of God, woman of God right because we out of whack. We can't see Jesus right because we out of whack. Therefore, there is no submission. We're not under, so we can't come up. And so in order for me to come back, get back in line. In order for me to be elevated, everything got to be in line. The proper perspective of submission is this. Watch this. Watch this. She, she don't just tell me what to do because she want to tell me what to do. She's telling me what Jesus said. Jesus is saying what the Father says. And so if I trust them to be who they say they are and I'm submitted... I got to follow the line. Okay. All right, thank you. I got to be in position. Okay. I got to come under. So number one, your mind and your attitude must point towards God. Number two, understand your position. Here, here, here's uh, verse seven. He made himself of no reputation. I got four minutes? Are you kidding me? I just did an illustration, so I need them five minutes back. (laughs) Watch this. Watch this. The Bible says uh, he made himself of no reputation, taking form of a servant and coming in the likeness of men. He made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant, coming into the likeness of men. He, he, he understood that being submitted is not about you, but is about the will of the Father. Number three, you got to realize when you're submitted, you got to realize that it's not always about you. We're living in a time where we are so self-centered, it's ridiculous. We even got a term for it. It's called a selfie. No, 
No, no, no, that's, that's new. Because watch this, and I ain't hating because I take selfie suit. But if you think about the, the term selfie and what it represents, you gotta know that it's self-centered. If I'm taking a selfie, it ain't got nothing to do with nobody else, it's all about me. And we're living in a generation and in a time now where it's all about me. We taking selfies. You see me? Ain't nobody in my pictures, boo, because it's all about me. Can I tell you something? It is not always about you. Jesus, in Matthew, uh, in Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, I ain't got time to go there. But Jesus is going to the Garden of Gethsemane, right? He's about to go through the process of the sacrifice. And so he tells his disciples, he said, y'all hang here because I got to go pray. He goes pray. The Bible says that he falls down on his face and he says, Father, listen, <laughs> if it's possible, let this cup pass me because I ain't, you know what I'm saying. I'm having a self moment. If Jesus can have a self moment, you can have a self moment. It's OK. But just get back to yourself. All right. And so Jesus says, not my will, but your will be done. Now, I continue to read that, and I, I noticed that he said it in verse 39, but then he went back down to verse 42, and the Bible says he went and prayed a second time and said the same thing. Now, look, God, I'm submitted. Now, if you want me to drink this cup, now, it's your will, not mine. How many times have you gotten to a place where you were able to say, not my will, but your will be done? The reason why people are stuck in the place that they're in is because you're so convinced that your will is what's best for you, you don't consider his will. It's all right. It's all right. We're going to break that. We're going to detox that little selfish attitude you got. You think everything is about you. I ain't getting no presents. You know how some people pop, they, they, they looking under the tree while people sleep. Let me make sure I got something up under here. And get an attitude. Um, I was under the tree, and you ain't, ain't no presence on there for me. What's going on here? I'm the man of the house. Get out of here. <laughs> and it's crazy because that's how we think about life. It's all about you. I ain't got no name tag. I ain't got no parking spot. I ain't got no seat. Y'all know how we come to church. We claim a seat. That's my seat. I don't know why she in my seat. <laughs> what a greed is that? Steve, you got to get out of my seat. That's my seat. That ain't your seat. How you gonna claim a seat and you don't get here to, all right. Realize that it's not always about you. Number eight, verse eight, verse eight. Verse eight, verse eight. And being found in appearance as a man, watch this, watch this, watch this. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient, watch this, to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. He was humbled and obedient. So number four, if you're going to really understand submission from his perspective, you got to understand he was humbled, right? He humbled himself and became obedient. Put this in your notes. Obedience is a direct reflection of submission. Obedience is a direct reflection of submission. If you're going to be submitted, you got to obey. Is that another taboo word? I don't know. 
We don't want to submit. We don't want to obey. I guess they go together. I ain't doing that. What? Why? You prayed and asked God to give you direction. Direction comes. Y'all remember, the, y'all remember the analogy, right? Direction comes through the woman of God. She says, I don't think you should take that job. You get mad. But you ask God for an answer. Come on, man. Y'all better watch what I'm saying. How many times do you get into a place where you're mad at God because you don't want to do what God said do? Jesus was struggling. Y'all ain't got to like this, but it says it in the Bible. He went to his father twice and said, hey, now, I already know what's about to happen. Now, you might want to let this cup pass me by now because I'm, I'm, come on, man, don't act like y'all don't try to negotiate with God. I've been there. God, you sure? I remember, I remember. Oh, man, I might start crying. Let me pull myself together. Uh, Obedience is a direct reflection of submission so I, I I'm pastoring this church right okay this, this tough for me y'all this tough for me because some of y'all in, in, in a place now where you have to be submitted enough to obey whatever he says you have to be submitted enough to do whatever he says and so I'm pastoring this church right we doing okay we all right you know if we got a few members uh we went in the red I, I, I wasn't in the negative. You know what I'm saying? People were giving. We were touching the community. Uh, uh, my mom passed, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this without my mama, right? Uh, but my mother-in-law was there, so she slides right in place. Boom. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm straight. Three years after my mom passed, my wife's mom's passed. And so now I'm like, I'm like Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, hey, God, like, you, you still want me to do this because... This is crazy. So I'm in church. I'm in church. I'm in church. During service, I have an open vision. We're in church. We're doing praise and worship. I'm in in the front sitting. I have an open vision. I see my wife have a nervous breakdown because my mother-in-law passes suddenly, right? We weren't ready. And so I see my wife in an open vision in church. She has a nervous breakdown. When I tell you I saw it, it was as if it was happening right in front of me. I'm talking about paramedics, ambulance, the whole nine. We had to carry her out the whole nine while I'm in church. So I said, God, I don't want to see my wife in this position. I need answers because I really need to to, to tend to her. God says, well, I think, watch what he says. He says, you might want to shut the church down and merge. Now, I'm submitted. I've been in ministry 25 years. I'm submitted. I know how to hear God and move with God. But that, that for me, that was equivalent of Jesus going to the cross. Right? I'm like, hey, let this cup. <laughs> watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. And so I go back to him. I say, God, look now, I'm the pastor. You know, for black churches, the pastor, you the president. <laughs> you understand. I you, hey, I'm the pastor. You know you put that on. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the pastor. So I say, okay, God, if let your will be done, not mine. Talk to the wife. She said, hey, man, if, 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 it's, if this is what the Lord is saying, you got to do it. Obedience is a direct reflection of submission. I call my pastor. I say, man, I think... And he ch- shut the church down and come over him. 
him being the voice of God on earth in my life, he says, well, son, if this is what the Lord is saying, whatever we need to do, we're going to do it. I got you. Right. So I go back to God. No, no, I'm serious. Because we, we, we take submission uh, for granted. It's hard. Because, I mean, I had several conversations like, hey, God, what, hey. And peep this. So when I decide to do it, I don't tell nobody. I only talk to the pastors. We have a faith revival. Michelle McLean is here. She say, y'all come here. She says, the Lord says the move that you are about to make is going to be all right. <laughs> and then watch what she says. She says, success is defined by obedience. So I go, lady, come on, man. Don't nobody even know what's going on. And so then she started ministering. God is about to give you a connection where you can do certain things that you've always wanted to do in ministry. You're going to be able to go to other states and participate in ministry at a whole other level. Now, listen, my obedience and submission is being challenged. Because you can be in a place you don't care what the pastor say. you like, God, you better say something else because I don't know if I can do this. Nevertheless, success is defined by obedience. I shut the church down, right? So some of the things that was on my heart, and I'm just flowing. Y'all just flow with me. Touch your neighbor and say, flow with him. He all right. So because of my submission, God puts me in a place. The first year I get to this place, I'm preaching in Mexico. Well, no, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I went from being a local pastor to an international speaker. Y'all, what? Y'all ain't, no, 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 no. It was because, it was because of my ability to submit. Y'all, look, look, y'all ain't got to clap because I was in Mexico, I was killing them. Pastor Jesus was translating. I didn't know if he was saying what I was saying or not. But I'm like, and God will bless you for being faithful. Amen. I'm like, what? Shantae, in my mind, I'm like, yes, Lord, this is what I'm talking about. It happened because I was able to humble myself and be obedient. Can I tell you something? There are many people in the room now, you're preparing for elevation. But watch this. There is no elevation without submission. Detox. Get out of that. You think you can just be plugged. Even when you plug, you got to come under the person that's plugged. Y'all too deep. Y'all too deep. My last scripture. My last scripture. Because of his perspective, submission means this. It means that your mind and your attitude must be towards God. Number two, you understand your position. Number three, you realize it's not always about you. Number four, you humble yourself and be obedient. Number five, if you go to verse nine, verse nine says, therefore, God also has highly exalted him 
and given him the name which is above every name. Therefore, God also has highly exalted. That word exalted means to lift up. It means to elevate. And so watch this. The fifth thing is, please understand, elevation comes through submission. Elevation comes through submission. I know I'm challenging y'all theology and what y'all think and all that type of stuff. Yeah, God can give you favor, but at the end of the day, you got to submit to God so you can get the favor from God. You ain't know that, huh? You thought he just gave you favor? No. You got to submit to him for him to give you the favor. Okay. And so elevation comes through God. Chris, I'm done. Y'all can come play. Watch this. Many people, many people have become stagnant, stiff. You've become uh, complacent because there is no submission. You, you want to move, but you're not moving. You want to go higher, but you're not moving. You want to go to another level, but you're not moving. It is simply because you have yet submitted to God. You think you submitted because you participate. Participation is not submission. Right? And watch this. This ain't about pastor. This ain't, I ain't speaking on behalf of the preachers of the world. I ain't doing that. I need you to submit to the Father. There is no submitting to the man and woman of God or to your leaders or to your bosses if there is no submission to the Father. And many people are trying to, to, to move forward, but you stuck. You're stuck. Can I tell you why? Because you're trying to do it your way. And you can't see people right because there is no submission. You can't see your leaders right because there is no submission. You can't serve right because there is no submission. You can't live right because there is no submission. You can't even see yourself right because there is no submission. Because you know, if you submit to God, God will show you you. Watch this. Not, not, not the current you. The you you supposed to be. The you who he made you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. When, when you understand that I'm under... Yeah, it's people right now. You, you convicted. You saying I got to give God another yes. Because the last yes is stale. Uh-huh. The, la the last time you told God yes, the last time you submitted to his will, it was because you was going through. No, now that you're not going through, how about you give him your will now? And so I'm talking to some people. I'm done. I'm talking to some people who are preparing themselves to, to be elevated. 2022, uh, it's going to be my year. If you don't go under, ain't no coming up. There are many of you, even in this building now, you struggling with, uh, what should I, uh, let this cup, <laughs> should, I, should I do this? And God says, listen, stop asking me the same question that I gave you the same answer to. You do what I say do, and I'll make sure that I elevate you.